As we've been saying, harvest is a time uh, where we, we give thanks for God's provision. Uh, for those who've been working you know, to, to bring in the harvest, we're saying thank you to God for their hard work, but also saying thank you to God for being the provider of that harvest in the first place, for the things that he's provided to make the harvest possible. But what we can often forget is that harvest is the culmination of months and months of really hard work. Of, of toiling the ground, of planting the seed, of keeping it protected from the things that may come against it, of, of praying and hoping for the right weather, of having to adjust if you don't get the right weather, having to plan and think it through. Some things that you grow, uh, you plan a few months in advance. Some things take years in the planning in terms of preparing the land for what you're planning to grow. And what we can forget at the times of harvest, those times of abundance and thanksgiving and wonderful fruit and wonderful vegetable is the months that have gone into uh, that time leading up to harvest and I actually think that's a real picture of, of what it is for us as Christians because we have those times of celebration we have those wonderful times of harvest where everything's good where we know God is good where we feel close to God and we feel like we're blessed by God and it's a great time and things are going well but the reality is that a huge percentage of life is spent in those months before is it not? Those times where actually it's not easy. And there's this wrong picture that people have of the church, that the church is a group of Christians who've got it all together and they've got it all sorted and they're this perfect little club, but that's not the reality of life. Because harvest, yes, is a celebration, but it's a culmination of that difficult time before. And what I wanted to do this morning as we continue, those of you who are visiting us this morning, we've been doing a sermon series uh, looking in the book of Nehemiah which is an amazing story about a great guy who felt a call from God to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And he had a passion and a desire to see that happen. It broke his heart to hear about the state of Jerusalem, to hear about how unprotected the people were. And he was mourning and he was grieving about it and he had a desire to do something about it. And so he, he gathered um, a group of people and took them to Jerusalem and then mobilised people to build the wall. I'm jumping ahead, we haven't got that far in the story yet but where we are at the story now is is a time where Nehemiah has has built up all of that grief we learned last week that he he couldn't keep the fake mask on anymore he went before the king he broke down before the king and he said this is a situation I am heartbroken by this and I want to do something about it now he's been living in that pre-harvest time for months, absolutely months of being heartbroken and with a passion and a desire. He's been planning in that time. He's been thinking, how can I make this work? How can we be rebuild this wall? How could it possibly happen? It's a big task. He's been praying. He's been fasting. He's been weeping. He's been waiting. And finally, it comes to that point where it's a make or break situation where he stood before the king and he said, it's either going to happen now or it's not. Either the king's going to say yes to my requests or he's just going to tell me to go away and I don't know but I need to know and I need to find out what God's plan is here in this time and I don't know where you are in life at the moment I don't know what's going on for you maybe you're in a great harvest time uh, where everything's good you know God's blessing and it's great and it's happy and it's fantastic and you can celebrate the abundance and it's great but you may be in a pre-harvest time 
Where there's something you've been working at for years and you're just not seeing the fruit. Where there's something you've been praying for for so long and you just feel like the prayers are going unheard. That person you've been praying for healing and healing hasn't come. That person you've been praying to come to know Jesus and they still don't know Jesus. Maybe you've been working at something for a long time and it's just not happening. Maybe you're in a time of depression or anxiety and you've been fighting with that for years and you feel like there's no way out and you're at that point of just saying I want the harvest I've had enough of this pre-harvest season I want to see the fruit of my labor I want to see the answer to my prayers but it feels like they're coming up against a brick wall and whilst you know at times of harvest you can say beautifully God is near and God is good but in this time of pre-harvest you're thinking God I know in reality you say you're near but it doesn't look like it right now and it doesn't feel like it right now And we can live in that time for such a long time. And that doesn't mean you're not in God's purposes for you. It doesn't mean you've got not not, you haven't got enough faith. It doesn't mean that things aren't going right for you because you've done something wrong. You can be exactly where God wants you to be, but still be up against it. And the reality is in that harvest time, we need to think, well, what do we do in that time? Whilst we're waiting for that harvest, what do we do? How do we live in that pre-harvest season? And that pre-harvest season can look good on the outside to other people, uh, but be difficult for you. Uh, I was thinking actually this particular harvest season, we had this beautiful long hot summer and it was wonderful and everybody was enjoying it apart from people who were working the land, who were terrified about the future consequences of that heat wave. Now on the outside it appeared to be lovely weather. But for those in the know, it wasn't. And we can be like that too. We can, on the outside, pretend everything's lovely and okay, when on the inside we're falling apart. And and as we tried to begin to say last week, as we talked about removing the masks, uh, enough is enough with that. Because we, we, what we need is connectedness. What we need is, is one another. We need community and we need God and we need Jesus to break into those uh, situations and to help us. And what is amazing about Nehemiah in this particular encounter here is that he has been grieving, he's been waiting, he's been planning, he's been preparing. He's got to that point where it's make or break situation and the king grants his request And he begins to see a glimpse of the harvest coming. Although the wall's not rebuilt, he begins to get a little bit of hope that it could possibly happen. And what does he do? He recognises that the only reason that is possible is because God's favour is on him. Now he knows that the king would not have said yes to his request had God not been behind his plan. And that that actually underlines the whole story of Nehemiah. Everything that Nehemiah does is led by God. Everything that Nehemiah does is within the will of God for him. And and he knows that he faces some really horrible stuff. We're going to come to that in the coming weeks. Some of the things that Nehemiah faced. But what he recognises in this moment is actually, this is only possible because I have God with me. He keeps his eyes on the God of protection provision throughout it all and we can't pretend that it was all very easy for Nehemiah we can't pretend that it was just a case of okay God you want to rebuild a wall let's pray about that and let's go to the king no it would not have been like that it would have been difficult for Nehemiah to keep his eyes on God during this time 
because he will be desperately waiting and wanting to see what would happen. And, and, and then Jesus later is, is talking about the, the sending out of the 72, as we heard in the, in the second passage that we had. And what's remarkable about this is, is the way he refers to God. And he calls God the God of the harvest. You see, in the time of pre-harvest seasons, of those times of struggling and waiting and praying and fighting and being in darkness and not seeming to find a way out, of struggling at work, of struggling with finances, of struggling with relationships, of feeling like the harvest is never going to come, there are things we need to take action for, there are things we practically need to do, but we also alongside that need to recognise we believe in a supernatural God the God of miracles who is around us and with us. And even if you can't fill him, you don't have to fill something for it to be true. You see, we, we, we far too often base on how things are feeling for us, but you don't have to feel something in order for it to be true. The promises of the word of God are enough for us to know God is here. God is with you in that time. You know, all the time that the pre-harvest thing is happening and the farmer is working the land and sowing the seed and, and toiling and watering and protecting, all those kind of things, God is doing for you as well. God is fighting for you and he's fighting with you. You know, the psalm that's so well known, that the, the, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want, says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. What it doesn't say is even when you pull me out of the valley of the shadow of death, it recognises the reality that we go through those times, those dark nights of the soul, those really tough times, those pre-harvest seasons. And even if you don't feel it, even to a certain extent if you don't believe it, God is with you. And he has never left you. And the the reality is that there are so many people who try to fight that season without God. Who try to make it on their own and think, I can do this. And and they put on their armour and they they, put on their mask and say, I can do this without God and I can do this without other people. And that's governed and led by shame. That's what shame does, is it keeps us on our own. Shame makes us to think that we can do this on our own. Shame makes us to think that no one's going to accept us if we're honest about this in our community. Shame makes us think that other people will uh, set us aside or push us out. And that's exactly what we see time and time again. But what Jesus does is he conquers shame on the cross. And he creates a level playing field where all can come as they are. I think, I think the, the reality is I, 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 I had a plan for the sermon today. And uh, what was ironic is that the sermon was called Having a Plan. That was the title. <coughs> God completely wrecked that plan this week, completely changed it, uh, hence why there's no notes in front of me right now, because what I had planned, God had other plans. And that's actually the, 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 that's the tension we live in. 
that, that we make preparations and plans for our own well-being. Uh, for example, if you are in a time of depression, then you take medication to help you with that. But then we also hold the supernatural as well, of knowing that we believe in a God who is with us and can heal us and can bring us everything we need in wholeness and healing. And yesterday, Linz and I went to a conference in London that was about that, and it was, a, it was an incredible day. Uh, lots of reflections. Highly commend Linz's blog to you today, uh, which is a good summary of that day. Uh, if you haven't already uh, read that, then that, just to help you to see. But, but really, the message of this morning, it comes from, from Nehemiah as we continue in this series. And it's where the king grants his request. And he says, if it pleases the king, then let this be the case. And it says, the king granted me what I asked for. For the gracious hand of my God was upon me. Nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is impossible without God. But, hang on, let me just make sure I say this right, okay. We believe in a God for whom nothing is impossible. Okay, that's, that's clear in scripture. We see everything that God did, everything that God created is a miracle. Everything that God does is a miracle. Nothing is impossible for God. And with God, we can do anything. Okay, that, that's, scripture is clear about that. With God, we can do anything. And, and what I often say at every wedding and every funeral uh, and every opportunity we, we, we have is that we have a choice in this life. To face that pre-harvest season with God or without him. And you can, you can blame God for the suffering if you, if you want. Or you can say, God, I need you in it. And as we've been saying over the past few weeks, the cross makes perfect sense of our suffering. Because it's where we see that there is a God who understands our suffering because he's been there and done it. He understands our suffering. And so we can face that time, that pre-harvest season, with him or without him. And I know which I'd rather do. <laughs> and I know which one I think is, is best. But it's the wonderful thing that God gives us that choice. To face it with him or without him. But I want to assure you that even if you don't feel it right now. Even if you don't sense it. Even if you don't really believe it. The truth is... God is with you. And, and, and if you think back to those times in your life which you're bound to have where you have seen harvest, where you have seen those good times, where you have seen God come through and answer a prayer, I want to tell you this morning, he's still the same God today as he was then. He hasn't changed. He's still the same God today as he was then. So if you're in a harvest season, we celebrate with you. And I implore you and encourage you to ask who you can come alongside to support today. But if you are in a pre-harvest season, which is likely to be a higher percentage than those in the harvest season, then I want you to know God is with you. God is with you. And what Jesus implores the 72 to do when he sends them out to the harvest. And, and he, he recognises that there, there is people who will be for them and those people will be against them. 
His urge basically is just remember, just remember who your God is. Remember everything Jesus has taught you, is what he's saying to them. Remember everything I've taught you. And remember who the God of the harvest is as you go out to bring in that harvest. That's a different harvest. That's the harvest of the kingdom. And that we'll talk about that another time. But whether you're in a pre-season harvest or you're in a harvest season, we worship the same God together who is for us and with us and will never leave us nor forsake us. And we can be real before him. And hopefully we can be real with one another, knowing that we're made for connectedness and God has given that to us through the Son and through the church. Let's uh, take a moment to be quiet. And just to uh, be honest and real with God about where you are right now. If you're in a time of harvest, then then we need to be thankful to God for all that he's done to not take for granted what he's given us, the blessing that we have in our lives at the moment. We want to be thankful to God. And if you're in a time of pre-harvest season, then I want to also encourage you to find something in this moment right now to give thanks to God for. Because that's important because it reminds us of God's faithfulness, even if we don't feel it. So if you can manage to think of just one thing that you are thankful for right now, and to thank God for it, what you begin to do is to remind yourself of his faithfulness. And that he's the same God. And I want to urge you that if you need to do something with that this morning, if you know you need to talk to somebody about what you're struggling with, that you've been struggling alone and you need to share it, then share it this morning with somebody you trust. And know that you will be accepted. You are loved unconditionally by the God who is love itself. And that he is with you in this season.